0: Visit us at FarhaRoofing.com. Farha Roofing, we rise above the rest.
1: Entrepreneurs Wanted. With over 25 years as a commercial real estate leader in Wichita, Occidental Management is proud to support entrepreneurs and startups in the markets we live and work. Baker's House is Wichita's only place to find hand-rolled New York-style bagels.
2: Occidental Management helped us find a great location at Tyler
3: Point. They are providing marketing support and that's something value-added that we couldn't have gotten anywhere
1: else. To learn more, visit OCCMGMT.com or call 316-262-3331.
0: Want to hear how I almost got off the naughty list this year? I helped Santa save gazillions by having him download Capital One Shopping to his computer. Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. You can download it too and save a bundle. You don't even need a Capital One card and it's free. So why didn't I get off the naughty list? Turns out Santa's a stickler for naughty words. (laughs) Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary.
4: Hey, I'm Ariana. A little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Spicy Southwest Salad is when I take a bite, it's like, wow. I'm getting a punch from the roasted corn. I'm getting a kick from the spicy chicken. It's just great. Hi, this is Tori. A
0: little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Cobb Salad is the avocado lime dressing. It adds to the chicken, the bacon, and the roasted corn. It takes the salad to a whole other level.
4: Order a salad for delivery on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real guests paid for their testimonials.
0: Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ Newton.
1: This is SportsCenter.
4: I'm Doug Brown. Kansas City Police are detaining three people, two of them juveniles, in connection with Wednesday's shooting at the Chiefs Championship Parade. They will have to be charged within 24 hours or they'll have to be released. Kansas City Police Chief Stacy Graves giving details today on the 22 people injured.
0: The 22 victims' age range between 8 years old and 47 years old. At least half of our victims are under the age of 16.
4: Stacy Graves, 8 of those 22 people are in critical condition, 7 in serious condition. One woman was killed in the shooting. 18-year-old Blackhawks star Connor Bedard will be back in the lineup tonight against the Penguins in Chicago. Bedard had his jaw broken six weeks ago, and he's still the leader in rookie scoring this season with 33 points in 39 games. NASCAR holds the two qualifying races for Sunday's Daytona 500 tonight at the Speedway. Seven-time Cup Series champ and NASCAR Hall of Famer Jimmy Johnson will try to qualify.
1: Hey, it's your resident Super Bowl champ, Chris Cannon. Coming up Friday, Jerry Jones
0: said he's going all in in 2024. I'll tell you what he needs to do in order for me to believe it. It's on Unsportsmanlike, 6 a.m. Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU. This is a public service announcement sponsored by Just Blaze and the good folks at Rockefeller Records. Fellow Americans... It is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and recollection <laughs> of history in the making during our generation. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. H to the o, I used to move snowflakes by Welcome the O V.
1: Welcome to our number two right here call on, on the Pulse on Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita, many 2.3 FM. You can also find us online at ESPNWichita.com. Tune in app on your smartphone and on your favorite smart speaker. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Pat Stropman. Jack Johnson is producing. If you want to be a part of the show by using the text line, feel free, 316-247-0923. I'm not going to be able to use the phone line this hour because we have back-to-back-to-back interviews here in our number two. You can also interact on social media, like and follow our social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, slash X, whatever is your favorite. Make sure to like and follow us on social media. Coming up, Brian Haney, voice of the Kansas Jayhawks. KU suffers another road loss. Can Kansas regain composure, I guess, moving forward? after a loss to Texas Tech on the road. And then after that, we will have Terry Franz with Cars for Heroes. We open up our number two. Guy has been able to move his schedule around just for us. He was scheduled for 325, had to bump him up to open up hour number two. But I'm not going to lie, Kevin Saul feels more like the opener. He seems like the main uh, attraction to uh, an amusement park. And the director of athletics at Wichita State he joins us now. Hello, Kevin. How you doing?
5: I'm doing well, Pat. I don't know about all that. It's a good recovery. But uh, we're in Greenville, <laughs> North Carolina, with a little time on our hands before we leave here in about an hour and a half to head to the basketball game. So uh, happy to happy to adjust so your show can be better, and I would imagine your guests will improve from here on out. <laughs>
1: Now now. I don't know if that's gonna be the case. Like I said, you're the opening act. You gotta start with the opening act sometimes. You gotta go with the heavy hitters. You you play the hits, Kevin. That's what you do. In this radio world, you play the hits and you're a hit. So you gotta be played. It's <laughs> the way it goes. I
5: appreciate
1: it. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been great, but certainly it's it's been kind of a rough twenty-four hours here on the show yesterday. We were talking about a a, a parade a day that ends in tragedy so it's hard not to think about that And i'm sure you're probably also thinking of such a of a situation um you know with you being involved with athletics and sports sports are those things where you're supposed to kind of take your mind off, off reality sometimes but these things when they pop up in the sports world they just kind of it's a double whammy i guess if that makes any sense
5: yeah, it, it really is. You know, you'd like to think of sports as a little bit of a safe haven from uh, the daily grind of things. So, uh, obviously, we're our thoughts and prayers with everybody that's been impacted, uh, Kansas City, the Chiefs, the families, the victims, um,
2: just a,
5: a really disappointing story in, in the wake of uh, what was to be a, a, a nice celebratory moment for the Chiefs.
2: Yeah.
1: All right, Kevin, well, as you brought up your – you're out east getting ready for some shocker basketball and i'm sure you've been asked by a ton of people what's your evaluation of paul mills so on and so forth i i don't know i know there's moral victories and i know people don't like moral victories no one really focuses on them but i I do think it's remarkable how close this team has been and and they're still doing it at this stage in the season of which i don't know kevin you've seen some teams before sometimes if you have something happen three four times in a row If you get knocked down on the ground four to five times you're probably not going to get up but this team continues to
5: fight well i think you're right this is a i know you're right this is a a resilient group led by a resilient head coach and staff that continue to be professional and empty their cups every single day and folks around them and trying to get better every single day it's it's remarkable pat how how close it truly has been you know you look at well we played 24 games at this point we're sitting at 10 and 14 and the margin between 10 and 14 and 14 and 10 is so thin Um, you can look at you know throughout the course of the season if you look at some some macro averages obviously you lose some detail in there but um, you know we're outscoring our opponents by a little more than two points in the first half we're Um, we're in a deficit in the second half by a little bit more than two points, but all in all, when you look at 24 games, it's a difference of 0.08 points per game, Mm -hmm. um, as compared to our opponents. And so what is that? It's a free throw here or there. It's a loose ball. It's a, it's an evaluation of what your opponent is doing and, and working within the flow of the game. It's, it's so many little small things that, um, that obviously we've got to, um, we've got to get addressed, Pat. I, I I had a a coach that I think highly of that, that shared with me after about a 30 year career, he said, listen, I think there's really three types of winning. I think there's learning a young group, learning how to win and close out games. That's one element functionally, uh, mentally, psychologically, that's one piece. And then to learn how to sustain winning is a, is a totally different process. And the third being winning when you're expected to win. And so, those things don't, they don't happen overnight. I mean, obviously a little bit different uh, stage, but look at the chiefs. I mean, look at how often those guys have come back and scored in the last drive or what have you, that, uh, you get to the Super Bowl and they got the, they got the ball with whatever it was, a minute 58 to go with, um, in overtime. And you felt pretty good that these guys were going to drive down the field and score and win the game. And, um, That's something that we have to develop within our program when you have a 12- to 14-point lead mid to late in the second half. um, How do we close those out and have great confidence in that? Back to your original point, nobody's into moral victories, and and nobody wants to hear about moral victories. And at the same time, if you're process-driven and you're trying to get better every single day, then you're going to evaluate all those layers and those data points to see are we getting better every single day. So you get to a game like Florida Atlantic just before the Super Bowl um, at our place, and we're down nine with two and a half minutes to go, two minutes, 45 seconds, whatever it was. They fought back, came back, and tied it. Um, That's not something that we've seen uh, from this group yet. So obviously there's growth and development within the um, day-to-day process, and we're trying to figure out how to consistently close out games.
1: Yeah. And and that's part of the challenge, but as you brought up, it is a process driven thing and it, it it's it's college athletics. So everyone looks at the one column. <laughs> it's the win column. That's what right. everyone keeps looking at. They don't they they don't care to to take a look at the other stuff. And it it is truly everyone keeps hearing it, you know, trust the process, but it's so incredibly real and, and, and the fact that you brought up something right there and that is the team was down by nine. You know, you easily could have saw that team fold, but they came all the way back and tied it up, which I do think it is another sign of improvement as this team yep. continues to move move along. So we'll see how things go out east, starting here today and moving forward. Uh, Kevin, I do have to you know keep it on the basketball front here. I know you had a chance to deal with them last year. The guy was an undrafted free agent, and he winds up being uh-huh. uh, now a. what, four-year contract guy for the Cleveland Cavaliers, Craig Porter Jr.? What a a success story. What's your reaction to seeing Craig Porter Jr. go from being the starting point guard of Wichita State basketball a year ago to being this type of guy in the NBA?
5: Well, I I think a lot of things. Obviously, excited for him and his family, and uh, these are the these are the stories. This is the way you like to see it, 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 it um, progress. And obviously it's, everybody walks a different pathway. But Craig's a, a phenomenal uh, young man. He's, um, he's, he's, he's got an emotional intelligence that is by far above average. Um, he, as an individual, connects really well with people. He's got good leadership skills as a player. Um, he's got a really unique ability to slow the game down, um, not only in his mind and his play, but he can slow it down for his teammates. Um, and so you know, we talked a little bit about this last year, that we, we knew he was going to be going into some tryouts and he was going to be working out for some teams. And if you're really, really involved in the basketball world, you're thinking last year, man, he's got a chance. And uh, he worked really, really hard in the off season. He's put himself in an unbelievable position. He got an opportunity you know, like a short-term contract early on and worked himself into uh, the starting lineup. And now, obviously, as you mentioned, he's got a four-year contract. So hard work pays off, and and he's a phenomenal uh, representative uh, and ambassador for basketball for Wichita State, our program. So we couldn't be more excited for him.
1: Director of Athletics at Wichita State University, Kevin Saul, joining us here today on The Pulse on ESPN Wichita on 92.3 FM, well, Kevin, this is an exciting time of year. Not only are we talking about men's basketball and women's basketball, but now we can officially talk about softball results and baseball's coming up. Everything is, is starting to get fired up. Meanwhile, for Wichita State softball, let's start there. They opened the season with a couple wins against Stephen F. Austin and Sam Houston, but the final three games canceled due to uh, weather down there in Texas. Christy Redbenner down in Mexico to face three ranked teams. They faced two of them already, a loss to a top-ten team in Clemson, 7 nothing, But a remarkable comfort behind game against Auburn to force that game in the extras. Unfortunately, Auburn would get the win 8-6. And now a challenge against number 20 South Carolina coming up this evening at 5 o'clock local time. Just want to get your thoughts on softball and the beginning of a new season for Christy Bradbenner. There's one thing that I noticed with the schedule. This team is not afraid to schedule some tough competition to face three consecutive top 25 opponents. That's tough to do.
5: It, it really is, and I, I just applaud. I really I really love the scheduling philosophies um, that, that we have going on in many of our programs because it's, I think um, – Playing challenging schedules in the regular season, Pat, really prepare you for postseason play, for league play, for postseason play. So uh, certainly uh, uh, we're really excited about that piece. You know, a little disappointed last week, obviously not, not in the two uh, wins. We, we beat Stephen F. Austin 7-4 and then Sam Houston um, uh, 7-3 in eight innings. So that, that piece is always good when you can get some early wins and extra innings. Had some awful weather come in and storms and hail and all the rest and and uh, lost out on three games there one against Stephen F. Austin one against Sam Houston and the other against UNLV and uh, obviously those are three games that at somewhere along the way we may try and pick up a, a game or two uh, to do that but then really really firm schedule um, second weekend of the year we're down in Port of And it's been really good. We've been able to take some softball donors down there and and, uh, certainly have had some good conversations about uh, Wilkins Stadium and our construction and all those things. But as you mentioned, we played uh, a double, heck of a doubleheader yesterday against number eight Clemson, number 25 Auburn, uh, faced uh, quite arguably one of the best pitching staffs in the country in Clemson. And uh, to be honest with you, you know, we had seven hits and, and Clemson had nine, so uh, we stayed with them pretty neck and neck, uh, but we stranded eight runners, and, and Clemson stranded five, so it's really about the timely hitting. Um, I think we played um, pretty well overall uh, for a firm opponent, and we played uh, Auburn um, uh, in the evening, and it was really remarkable. We were down, if my memory serves, 6-1 mm-hmm. through 6, um, put up a zero for Auburn in the in the top of the seventh and we scored five runs in the bottom of the seventh to tie it and take it into extra innings, gave up two in the eighth. Uh, but again, that's a, that's a game where we out hit Auburn. So obviously they hit really well with runners in scoring position. We left, we stranded eight again. So I think we're having some good productivity in getting, um, runners on base, obviously early on, just trying to figure out how to bring them around and bring them back home. But, uh, it's, uh, it's certainly been a good start. Uh, we've got South Carolina tonight, UC Davis on Saturday, and then we come, um, we come back and we get into the Razorback Invitational. So you got Arkansas twice there. That firm schedule will continue. Then we go up to Lincoln. We play Nebraska twice, Missouri twice, Oklahoma State, and you get into league play. And you've got Oklahoma. You've got, uh, obviously, our league uh, opponents uh, KU, Oklahoma State. So it, it is a firm schedule, and I think it positions us well for an at-large bid in the NCAA tournament.
1: Yeah, and that's what it's about. you got to make sure you get yourself in that prime position to get an, either an at-large bid or you just win the entire conference just in general, obviously. But you got to do the best you can in terms of trying to build that schedule. Meanwhile, for baseball, baseball hits the road to Arkansas, a state that you just mentioned we excited for the Brian Green era to officially begin tomorrow at noon.
5: Yeah, we we are excited. The players are are really excited. We've got a good feel, good, uh, a good locker room going right now. Obviously, we haven't faced any adversity yet, but uh, so we'll see how we respond to that. But it was, they had a really nice fall. Uh, you know, Pat academically, they had the highest semester GPA in our baseball program's history at almost three point five. So. We got a, a group of committed men um, on our roster that are committed to the time management and the academic piece. Um, they are neck and neck with uh, track and field that is 100 student athletes, baseball is 40, uh, for the uh, team that's leading in the number of community service hours in our community. Obviously, uh, Brian, the staff, and, and, and the players trying to pour themselves into the community and invest there so the community will invest in them uh, when we come back home. Got a really, really nice run here a little bit on on ticket sales with baseball. That piece is good. The schedules, uh, it mirrors softball a little bit. You've got a weekend against Little Rock uh, this weekend, and then we go down to Jacksonville uh, next weekend, and we play uh, Virginia, Auburn, and Iowa. So it gets really firm Um, week week two uh, for those guys, and we'll certainly see what we have. But uh, excited to get it going. We had our first pitch banquet uh, last week, uh, yeah, Pat, it sold and yeah. Yeah, was leaning a little bit on uh, Phil Stevenson <laughs> and Coach Gene Stevenson and Brent Kimmett <laughs> a little bit because we were pushing 500 in there and sold it out, and all three of those guys think it was the biggest that we've ever had, oh, uh, which wow. is remarkable. So um, there's a lot of positive signs that we've moved forward. We'll have our growing pains as, as we go really excited about the outfield uh pat the addition of the new deck some of the new policies that are going to give folks a great opportunity uh to 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 have some fun in a responsible way out there
1: yeah and if you want more details i was just going to bring it up too uh i don't i wonder if kevin Saul is just going to be hanging out on the hill that's going to be my my (laughs) prediction he's going to be he's going to be up there
5: (laughs) yeah we'll certainly uh or make our rounds for sure but uh you know, uh, Brian's had an opportunity to be at some really nice baseball programs, whether it's UCLA or, or Kentucky or Hawaii or Oregon State. And I spent 12 years in the SEC as well. And um, one of the benchmarks for some really, really competitive teams in the SEC is obviously great pitching and hitting and defense and all those. But it's creating a, a really unique fan experience as well. And so we we know that collectively we will handle it responsibly. Um, that will manage it together uh, to make sure that we're really good stewards of this opportunity. But we've, we've opened up uh, Coleman Hill, the outfield, to beer, wine, and seltzer for folks to bring that in, and we've got some specific um, uh, procedures and policies on how that can work so it's a safe endeavor. We've built a decked path that's 16 feet deep by 60 feet wide. It goes from the right field foul pole to the first light pole that is a first-come, 1st first serve. come stand on the deck and enjoy in a respectful way, give the right fielder a hard time uh, and the visiting team bullpen. And, and our hope is that we can create a really, really exciting uh, atmosphere and environment out there in the outfield.
1: Well, now I really have to ask something. I'm looking at the 2024 promotional schedule. I'm not seeing Shane Dennis' bobblehead day. What's up? What gifts?
5: Well, we're trying to figure out if we can get a mold for Pat Strantham first. So Shane was really uh, kind of the backup option there. They've got that one already created, but we're trying to see if we can do something a little new.
1: Well, let me know. My, my wife, I actually have a bobblehead of me. Here in the studio right now, my wife gave me that I for that when we one of our tour. anniversaries. Yeah, I know it's it's something. So I guess if you need some tips, let me get my wife on the horn. Uh, she she'll be more popular and a better looking bobblehead than me, though I could promise you that. Uh, she good. would be, it would be she'd be a better option. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Kevin. Well, hey, I greatly appreciate your time. Thank you so much for adjusting your schedule. Let's, uh, let's let's get a win tonight and hopefully a few more in the future.
5: Sounds great, Pat. Thanks so much for having us on the show, and go Shockers.
1: Absolutely. All right, that is Kevin Saul, the director of athletics at Wichita State University here on the Pulse. Yeah, the promotional schedule is officially out for Wichita State baseball. Known Shane Dennis bobblehead day. Such a shame. Such a shame. Maybe they need the, maybe they need bobbleheads. They need to do a complete set of the grain gang. That's what needs to happen. <laughs> I only say that because Zach Shane Line is here and Zach does a thing or two about that. I'm just saying that would just be ideal. The question I have though, now that Zach is no longer a student, is he still going to be part of the grain gang? Can he actually still do it? And he's nodding his head. Yes. All right, then. I can't wait to see all the celebrations. From Hex Stadium here this season. Well coming up this weekend, it is Wichita State Baseball. They are in action in Arkansas. Wichita State Softball did lose a couple of toughies yesterday, but to nationally ranked programs. I'm sure Christy Breadbenner will find a way to adjust things. They lost some talent from last year. There's no secret about that. They lost a lot of talent. No Cindy McKinney. It still feels weird not to see Sid the Kid out there for Wichita State's, but from what I've been told, the pitching looks to be pretty darn good for the Shockers. It's been challenged, but we will see how it develops as the season continues to roll along. Before we get to Brian Haney, voice of the Kansas Jayhawks, we are 22 minutes in to happy hour at Twin Peaks, and no one does happy hour like the Lodge. Two locations in Wichita, one out west at Ridge and Taft, One out east at 21st and Rock. The Sweethearts costume party officially over. Hope you had a chance to make it out there yesterday. But, you know, this season, it is Lent for a lot of individuals. If you celebrate, you should go check out Twin Peaks because grab the beer battered fish and chips for a light and fresh fare that never skimps on the flavor. This beer-battered cod is served with house-made tartar, malt vinegar, and french fries. Score them along with a 22-ounce Miller Lite or Coors Light for just $12 every Friday through Easter. Or grab them with a soda or tea for just $10. It is the Lenten season. I do enjoy me some fish and chips Fish and chips at Twin Peaks. I normally go with the chicken wings, but I might have to switch it up. I might have to frequent Twin Peaks every Friday throughout the Linton season. Find it at the Lodge, Ridge and Taft, and 21st and Rock, the two locations here in Wichita. Later on this hour, Terry France with Cars for Heroes. But when we come back, what happened in Lubbock? What does Kansas do moving forward? We'll get all that reaction from the voice of the Kansas Jayhawks, Brian Haney, next on The Pulse.
0: The heartbeat of Wichita sports fans. The Pulse on ESPN, Wichita, ninety-two point three FM. Wichita's home for Chiefs coverage. ESPN, Wichita, ninety-two point three FM.
4: This game just was the microcosm of our entire season.
0: Man, I, uh, I couldn't be more proud of the guys, and I, it's such an honor to
3: be on this team. Uh, I was there when Tom Brady said, "I'm turning the keys over to you," and he did it right in our locker room.
4: I knew if we got in the tournament, man, we were going to be a hard team to beat. Just because I know the guys that we have and how hard we work.
0: When you want the latest on your favorite teams, two into wichita's new sports leader espn wichita 92.3 fm hey
4: sports fans nathan from burnell's fine jewelry and design let's talk about love for a moment love can't wait and neither should your proposal That's why we're here to make it happen. With a wide selection of engagement rings and diamonds in stock, you could skip the waiting game and propose now. Our master jewelers are ready to set your stone on site at our jewelry shop. Make the process easy and stress-free. Ready to pop the question? Visit us today
1: on the northeast corner of Rockin' Central and let's find the ring that seals the deal.
0: ZipRecruiter.com slash pre Twin Peaks is the best
4: in the game. Here, it's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. My
5: home, it's, it's near,
4: Hartman,
3: jackpot,
4: Kansas City!
3: It's a great win, It's because I know how hard it is to do.
4: It wasn't just offense, it wasn't just defense, everybody had to step up, and um, it was a heck of a run, I think it made us tougher for moments like right now.
0: Congratulations to the back-to-back world champion Kansas City Chiefs. From all of us at ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM
4: dirty exterior
0: don't
2: scrub it wet it and forget it wet and forget the easy outdoor cleaner wet and forget works over time with mother nature to eliminate unsightly black and green stains on the exterior of your home with no scrubbing power washing or bleach use wet and forget on all your outdoor surfaces including decks siding roofs and patios wet and forgets available in a concentrate or extreme reach hose-in. purchase wet and forget in store or online at lowe's menards ace or walmart
0: Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more.
1: Perfect, Jack. 10 out of 10. Of course, you're going to go with Kansas. Job well done. All right, coming up, we have Terry France with Cars for Heroes. Before we get to him, though, let us talk Kansas Jayhawk basketball with the voice of the Kansas Jayhawks, Brian Haney. Brian, glad to have you here on the show. I didn't meet a celebrity as famous as you in Vegas. Hate to break it to you. I didn't meet a celebrity <laughs> as famous as you. I tried, but it didn't happen. So how you doing? Doing good?
2: That way more. I'd be a Z-lister with the crew. The crew you were rolling with the other day. So. Well, thank you for saying that. It's good to be out with
1: you. Yeah, it's good. Always good. All right. Well, hey, I'm still recovering, and I'm not going to lie. I'm still recovering after what we saw on Big Monday, a loss to Kansas, or loss to Texas Tech, 79 to 50. After I went against Baylor, but I don't know those those quick turnarounds. The the depth being challenged with no Kevin McCollar the grueling season of a big twelve. Sometimes it catches up to you, but it also could be the fact that Texas Tech was coming out guns up for sure, making all those three balls really set the tone. What was your overall takeaway from the game in Lubbock?
2: Well, I think all of the above, you touched on a lot of those things and you know, it might sound to some like we're making excuses, but that's just kind of laying out the facts. When you got back to back Saturday, Monday big 12 turnarounds where the second game is on the road. So Sunday is a travel day and the game that preceded it in both cases was an epic top 10 or top 15 head to head showdown. That's kind of emptying your bucket physically and emotionally on that Saturday to ask the guys to get up at 9am on Sunday, go through a 45 minute walkthrough and then hop on a plane to Lubbock and have that little prep to get set for Texas tech was obviously a tough spot to be in. You're without Kevin, you're without Jamari. The is so tough, but he was playing probably eighty percent if that. And yeah, that's gonna add up at some point. It's gonna catch up to you at some point. And Bill Self would tell you that they actually did a pretty good job of scouting a poor defense against six of the eight players in the tech rotation. But the guy that went nuts was a nine point per game scorer, Darion Williams, who has the greatest shooting day in the history of Texas Tech basketball. And had he been wearing crimson and blue, 12-for-12 12 12 would have been the greatest shooting day in KU basketball history. We've had three players go 10-for-10 10 10 once, but never 12-for-12. 12 12. And so, you know, it's kind of similar to the Iowa State game where Trey King had hit three threes all season in three months coming in. He was 3-of-19, and then he hits four in one game versus Kansas. Now, that's not a woe is me, man, we're so unlucky type comment. You've got to still find a way to stop those guys. But the point is, you're not going to stop everybody, and they they took away a couple of the players they wanted to, most notably Pop Isaacs, who'd been the most uh, efficient scorer in Big Twelve play heading into the week. You hold him to one of nine shooting, but a different guy goes off, and then you start to have the Kansas depth issues pile up, and then you know completely unpredictably for the first time in 21 years, Bill Self gets tossed from the game, which is pretty wild. So all that mounting against them. You know, you can see why they lost. None of us thought they'd go down there and get boat raced, though, so that stings, certainly. But the good news is those points don't carry over, and a loss is a loss, whether it's by 1 or 29. You move on to the next one, and they have three more chances to prove that they can win on the road and lead play, but they all come against top 25 teams, which is a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing in the sense that if you get one of those, it looks awfully good on your tournament resume. It's a curse in the sense that, man, all three of these are going to be tough, including Saturday and Norman. But For a team right now that's one and five in league play on the road, this is so atypical from what we're used to seeing. It's so out of the norm, but that speaks to a couple of things, how good the league is this year, but also how, how do I phrase it? Yeah, our margin for error is just so much smaller with this particular Kansas team. I don't want to say vulnerable, but, but we're just absolutely, um, you know, able to be beaten if we don't bring it very strong, and if we're certainly shorthanded like you've seen in three of the last five games with McCuller out, it makes Kansas even more susceptible to upset bids, and we've certainly seen that a little bit.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, too, Brian, when's the next time you're going to see Hunter Dickinson and K.J. Adams go a combined three of 22 from the field? I, don't, I, I can probably put good money down and say that's never going to happen for the remainder of the season.
2: Yeah, you add in DeWan Harris, and they were five out of 30 amongst the trio. I was talking to Coach Self about it. KJ's case, he started the day at 64% shooting on the season, okay, in a 25 game sample size. And that leads the Big 12, seventh nationally. There's no way he's going to go one of 10 the rest of the season. That was such an anomaly. But on this particular day, it felt to me in watching it, and I don't know how you felt, that there were probably three or four shots he doesn't normally take. But with no Kevin, they were really lacking that offensive initiator. And so you saw KJ kind of forcing it a little bit, driving and taking some hard angles, trying to throw it off the backboard when he was almost parallel with the side of the goal and, and stuff like that. That normally when he's taking shots, it's either, off the catch with a nice penetrating pitch to set up a mid-range little shot put type finish for him or it's a dunk at the rim or it's something like that where he's set up to be in a really high percentage spot. With no Kevin, all of a sudden KJ, DeWan, they've got to be the initiator. They've got to be the offensive instigator, if you will. And it's just not a role that either is super comfortable in. And So I think that had something to do with it. Obviously credit Tech's defense, but I think more than anything, we found out the hard way of just how much this team needs Kevin, not just for his 19.5 points a game, but the fact that he commands so much attention that it really frees up other guys for better, higher percentage looks. And he can get to the free throw line seven to eight times a game just by taking guys off the bounce, beating them off the dribble, that kind of thing. And so it was definitely a, uh, a, a mighty absence, a presence felt that was that was missing there for Kevin McCuller, and you can't tell me that that Texas Tech has nearly the offensive game that they have if one of the nation's best 15 defenders, as voted upon by the Naismith National Defensive Player of the Year watch list. You can't tell me our number 15, Kevin McCuller, doesn't make a difference in trying to hold down Williams or stop a Tech run here or there. So I'm not saying he would have made 29 points worth of difference, but it certainly would have been a completely different ballgame if he's in the mix.
1: Yeah, for sure. It would have changed some spacing. It would have helped out Hunter. It would have helped out a lot of people. Voice of the Kansas Jayhawks, Brian Haney, here on the Pulse. With the absence of Kevin McCuller, Nick Timberlake with 13 points. I know it comes in a blowout loss at Texas Tech, but is, is this maybe the turning point for Nick Timberlake? Is he capitalizing on the opportunities that are there for him the
2: last couple of games? You know, Coach Self, sorry about that, Coach Self has said, <laughs> on a couple of occasions that you know, it's nice that Nick's getting to see the ball go through the hole, but there's more that we need to see out of him before he starts to really throw a lot of uh, praise and, and roses his way. I know Coach was really disappointed with the way the Baylor game ended. At the last couple of minutes you know, for Kansas as a whole were not good, and the last 30 seconds for Nick were about as, as tough as you can have a player do. But to me, if, if you look at what he contributed in other stretches of that Saturday game, and then what he gave Kansas offensively throughout Monday night, I mean, he was our only offensive spark in the first half, and the only reason the game was in single digits at halftime. So I think there's a lot of positives there. But you weren't going to get the head coach to say that after a 29-point loss. And you caught the post game. He, he told Greg early, he said, if, if you guys already picked a player of the game for this game, that was a mistake on your part. You should go back and make it two players from the last game and none from this game because, as he termed it, even really bad teams have a leading score, meaning no matter how many you lose by or who wins the game, the the team on the other side, even the Washington Generals, is going to have a leading score on a given day. So, he was in no mood to pass out praise, but I do think your question is worth bringing up and your observation is astute. This is a guy that Still not hitting at the efficiency he'd like, but he's seeing the ball go through the hoop more regularly, and that can't help but be a good thing. And I think El Marco Jackson has done some nice things last couple of games that give you hope that he's starting to show a pulse and, and turn the corner a little bit there. You know, if you really want the glasses half full approach, we'll say that, hey, you know, maybe this winds up being a, a blessing in disguise that some of these guys got some additional reps, got some additional confidence. He, Eventually, earn some additional trust from Coach Self, and then you get Kevin back fresh. Then you get Kevin back not only with a healed knee from the bone bruise, but hopefully some fresher legs. It's somewhat similar to Remy Martin, you know, when he missed the better part of a month two years ago in a similar junction of the season and then wound up coming back and uh, obviously setting the whole tournament on fire with the way he played. Now, the difference is that was as a six man spark off the bench, Kevin. He's, he's our lead dog. We've we got to have him out there. And if we had something like Remy coming off the bench, boy, you'd, you'd have much higher hopes for a deeper tournament run with this group. Right now, we just got to get the, the heart and soul back, which would be McCuller and what he brings on both ends. But it sounds like in listening to Coach talk just moments ago before you called, he's hopeful Kevin will be back on Saturday. He was able to do some things yesterday in what was a really short 40 minutes, defensively-oriented practice. Uh, as we're talking right now, they're about to take the floor to practice today. And coach made it very clear on Tuesday's Hawk Talk, in order for him to play on Saturday, he needs to practice multiple times this week and, and feel good after practicing. They're not going to trot him out there if he's sitting out, you know, the day before or anything. So these are a couple of pretty important days in that regard. But coach did sound optimistic on Kevin's chances of playing.
1: Well, this week it is a trip to uh, the Lloyd Noble Center to take on the Oklahoma Sooners at 3 o'clock. Oklahoma following the Baylor last time out would have been on Tuesday, 79 to 62. That was following back to back wins against BYU and Oklahoma Stay at Home. But, however, against Central Florida on the road, they fell to uh, the Knights before then. When you look at Oklahoma, last time against Kansas, it was a 12 point win. Oklahoma fell behind but came back and, and seemed to do well. KU was able to create some separation in the second half. It's a, it's a different Oklahoma team for sure with a little bit more speed. I guess what's the main concern with the Sooners on Saturday? And the fact that it's a road game, I guess maybe that's the main concern. It's on the road.
2: I mean, it's got to be, right? And, you know, again, this is not making excuses at all, but just about every other game they've hosted this year in terms of attendance and fanfare and all that, it's, kind of a ho-hum atmosphere but this is Kansas and so guess what they scheduled the Billy Tubbs banner to be unfurled on this day and they're going to honor Toby Keith the late great on this day and suddenly Saturday becomes a spectacle and suddenly guess what they're sold out so again not making excuses but this is going to be what we expect to see every time we go on the road which is a completely different atmosphere than what most face and uh, a much more dialed in and, and charged up effort and Self has said that doesn't always equate to the team making more shots than they typically would. He doesn't buy into that, though that's been the case in places like UCF and Morgantown and Ames and K-State. But, but he, he said that it really uh, greater fan attendance and more energy in the atmosphere, if anything, will give more energy to the players on the home team defensively with quick twitch movements, just extra burst, all of that. And so they do expect to see that out of a really already athletic Oklahoma team. So uh, certainly a lot to like with this group. And uh, we know that this was a one-possession game at halftime before KU pulled away in the second half. And it took their best day in the history of KU basketball in terms of not turning the ball over. Just two turnovers in that first meeting a month ago. It took that to to get some separation and and really get rolling. You might recall this was on the heels of back-to-back eight, turnover days so Kansas would like to play clean as they did in the first meeting and in talking to Nick Timberlake today and hearing Hunter Dickinson speak at the press conference I love the line that that Nick had and Hunter kind of echoed KU wants to strike first we we want to punch first in this one not literally but we we want to be the team that, that knocks them off kilter to start the game and not be playing catch up out of a 8-10, 8-10, 12-point to to hole like we were in Lubbock because next thing you know, you're pressing, they're gaining steam, the crowd is engaged, and if they've got more skipping their step, all of that. If Kansas can come out, as cliche as that sounds, it's really important for a 1-5 road team that you know has allowed some teams to gain confidence and belief by getting off to some slow starts. Now, we've also been in position in places like Morgantown and Manhattan where we've been in control and gave it up. So I'm not saying a great first four minutes is the most important thing. But I do think Nick and Hunter are right at bringing that up. And you'd like to have a chance to play from out in front and not allow the crowd to just go absolutely nuts on what will easily be uh, their most charged day of the season at home.
1: All right, Brian. Well, I'm going to let you get going. I got to say after the trip to Vegas, man, the landing on my mattress was, was wonderful. It's been so great since a return from Las Vegas but something tells me it's not quite as good as a purple mattress. That one Brian Haney might be rocking. So I guess that's why I need to get a hold of the mattress hub and try to see what's going on over there.
2: Yeah, I'm curious where Union Broadcasting puts you guys up during the Super Bowl with the <laughs> hotels being out of premium. I'm guessing it was a good place, but it probably didn't have a mattress as good as you'd find at the mattress hub. So check them out today. Whether you do what I did and get the purple mattress or a Serta, a tempur they've got all the top models, all the top brands. The best customer service and most competitive prices around. And I'll let you sleep on it for 90 to 100 days and make sure you know, your back is feeling as good as mine did and your night of sleep was as sound as mine have been. Make sure it's the right mattress fit for you and your family. So check them out today at the Mattress Hub. Wichita owned and operated. They're all over the Midwest, but it began right there in the 316 thanks to my main man, Ryan Baby. So check them out today. Always a pleasure, Pat. Good to be on with you, buddy. And we'll look forward to talking to you next week.
1: Likewise, man. Voice of the Kansas Jayhawks, Brian Haney here on The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. KU, Oklahoma, 3 o'clock is when the game tips off on Saturday. Pre-game coverage at 1.30. KU basketball presented to you by Baxter & Associates. Jack Johnson, before we get to Terry France with Cars for Heroes. I just saw this on 24-7 Sports. With the new NCAA football game that's coming out later on in the summer, are you going to purchase it, Jack Johnson?
4: I will. Is it this summer? Uh, is, I, thought I thought it was, it was next summer.
1: summer. Oh, chance made it seem like it was this summer. He was talking about it earlier the day. Maybe it is next summer. I don't know. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I I'm looking at this and I'm seeing 24/7 Sports. It was projecting EA Sports' 10 highest rated players in the new game. Jalen Daniels checks in at 94 overall.
4: <laughs> well, I was actually first. I was wrong. It is May. It's called college football 25. So that is a mishap. Yeah. I thought it was college football 2025, but no, it now, will be coming it's, up. It's and,
1: always the future year. Remember, it always goes goes yeah. forward. Yeah. So it's
4: the the uh, game coming out in three months here, but that's uh that's obviously way too high. For Jalen Daniels. Um, we all know how talented he is, but you, if you didn't play a full well, season this year, I don't know if he could be a 94. I think Devin Neal deserves to be a 94, but yeah. I, I'd probably put Jalen Daniels in the 88 range, 88, 89. You can't be a 90-plus because uh, those are some of the best players in college football, and he only played four games this what? year. So, well,
1: Here's the other guys. Dylan Gabriel, Oregon quarterback, transfer from mm-hmm. Oklahoma, 94. Carson Beck of Georgia, 94. Caleb Downs, ninety-five. Ameka Abuka is mm-hmm. a ninety-four from Ohio State. Shadur Sanders is a ninety-five from Colorado. Oh, okay. That seems that seems high. Harold Perkins is a ninety five from LSU. Quinn Ewers is ninety six from Texas, according to twenty four seven sports. I don't know if this is EA Sports official ratings. I doubt it. I think they're just doing whatever, having fun with it. Travis Hunter is a ninety seven as an athlete. Which I get the dude is a freak, but come on. 99 overall would be Ollie Gordon, <laughs> running back from Oklahoma State. I mean, the dude's great, but just looking at that list, I don't know. That's an interesting list. I saw Michael Swain retweet that. I highly doubt those are the official rankings for the upcoming game, but Chance was just talking about that earlier today. And the fact that that has shown up, that's pretty funny. Chance. Chance was like, hey, are you going to be mad at me if I take off for some time to play the new game? And I'm like, as long as you bring it here to the studio, we can all play it together. I, we can do whatever. We can have a, a national holiday if we want to. We can call the shots if we want to. Unfortunately, you would be the only one that wouldn't be able to experience it here. But it sounds True. like you are going to uh, grab a copy, and I although I probably won't be able to play it, I might just buy it just to buy it because just like with Mahomes on the front cover, I bought Madden just because Mahomes was on the front cover. That was the only reason. Anywho, just a little something-something that just popped up from 24-7 Sports. Okay, let's break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show. Terry France with Cars for Heroes, brought to you by Super Pools, next on The polls.
0: The heartbeat of Wichita sports fans, The Pulse, on
4: ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Basketball fans, get ready. Sunrise Christian Academy Visit Wichita and the Wichita Sports Commission proudly present the second annual Air Capital Hoop Fest, February 15th and 16th at the Garvey Center on the Friends University campus. Brace yourselves for a showdown of epic proportions as four of the nation's top high school basketball teams face off. Teams in action include Sunrise Christian Academy, a local favorite, Link Academy from Missouri, Veritas Academy from California, and Wasatch Academy from Utah. Get your tickets today at visitwichita.com get dash tickets.
3: If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your time share or you'll pay nothing.
4: Call for your free information kit. 800-384-9393. That's 800-384-9393. 800-384-9393.
0: Hello, this is Ben Farha with Farha Roofing. Our team of professionals would like to secure your home or business in 2024. If you have concerns regarding roofing, call Farha Roofing or visit farharoofing.com. Whether it's repair, service, or replacement, Farha Roofing is a team for you. Call Farha Roofing or visit us at farharoofing.com. Farha Roofing, we rise above the rest. And what do you think? I think it's time to tell people to choose wisely. Choose Wendy's Sweet and Crispy Homestyle French Toast Sticks. That's still not an answer. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Beware of the fog. You're a Swiss from the right wing. The Kansas Jayhawks hit the hardwood every game right here. Wow! What ball movement! They share it and they throw it down. There's nothing like Kansas basketball. A big time thundering slam. Be a part of the journey all season long on your home for Kansas
5: Jayhawk basketball.
0: Saturday, the Jayhawks travel to Norman to take on the Sooners. Coverage begins at three on ESPN, Wichita, ninety-two point three FM.
1: We are almost done with a Thursday edition of the Pulse on um, Wichita's sports leader, ESPN Wichita, Many 2.3 FM. Coming up tonight, we have the Friends Basketball Show with Phil McClintock at 6 and at 6.30 overtime. A little recap from today. We also have Saran Petro with the program that is coming up here in just a little bit, so don't go anywhere. Right now, we go to the phones and we welcome in Terry Franz with Cars for Heroes. He's presented to you by Super Pools. Jenny and them are fantastic out that way. Go and see them and let them turn your dream into reality by giving your family the backyard they have always wanted. Give Jenny a call today at 316-880-3900. That is 316-880-3900 or visit Super Pools. USA.com. Mention ESPN Wichita and get a free robot cleaner for all new builds. Hello, Terry. I was in Las Vegas last week, and I got to say, I expected the weather to be good enough to where I can dive into a pool, but it didn't happen. It was still rather cold last week in Las Vegas for Super Bowl 58.
3: Yeah, uh, you know, I lived in Vegas for a year, many years ago, and uh, I was there when it snowed there in Vegas. So even though they're in the desert and it's mostly warm, there are some times where it chills down a little bit.
1: Well, here's the thing I didn't understand. When I got there, the first two days, There's was nothing but rain. What, what's up with that? Vegas isn't yeah. supposed to rain. Kansas does, but in the, it's the desert. So they're not supposed to get moisture. Come on, <laughs> mountains, do your job. Block the moisture from getting here. Come on. Yeah. Well no
3: most people don't go outside to even see what the weather is <laughs> They're always in that casino. So nobody notices what's
1: going on. That's true. That's why I have never seen a clock in a casino. I've tried, actually. I've tried to look and uh, I spent some time at various casinos. I can't find a single one that actually has a big clock that tells you what time it is. Uh, geez. I wonder why they do such a thing. It's, 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 it's like they, you know, they, they want you to, to be glued to your slot machine or whatever so anywho we're back from last week so that was a lot of fun I I don't think you deliver cars to Las Vegas but what's the latest in your world for cars for heroes
3: actually I have given cars away in Las Vegas uh, it's Ooh. been a couple of years since I've been there but uh, uh we were with a country performer I can't uh, Dustin Lynch something like that is that I can't keep up with everybody that's out there, but uh, we went out there and gave one away. You know, if a car is donated in a certain area, and somebody in the Las Vegas area donated a car, but we fix it up remotely, we deal with shops out there, and then, unfortunately, I'm the guy who has to go there and give it away. So uh, I get a little trip involved in that. But uh, we're, uh, we're getting ready. We're going down to Tampa here in a couple weeks, uh, getting ready to give a car away down there. Uh, first I want to give a shout out to all the people, the tragedy that happened at the Supergirl party is just horrific you just you just have to shake your head because that's, that's not typical of Kansas City, but uh, my heart goes out to the people that were hurt in that and uh, quite a shocker uh, I wish there was a way that We could help in some way, but giving cars away isn't exactly what they need right now. So Mm -hmm. anyway, my heart goes out to them, and it does to Kansas City in general because Kansas City, I've left Kansas City about four times, and I keep coming back to it. So obviously I'm a fan of Kansas City, and uh, and my heart just goes out to all those people.
1: Yeah, well said. Oh, go ahead.
3: Yeah, but on on a positive note, because I don't want it to be doom and gloom, it uh, looks like people are getting better, and, uh, and you know, I really have to praise the law enforcement was there, and the first responders, which we do help, you know, are amazing that they got those people out of that area and into the hospitals. You know, the kids went to Children's Mercy. The trauma people went to the trauma hospital. I mean, these people are very sharp and very quick uh, at helping, helping people in Kansas City, so we give them a big shout out and kudos to to what they do for our communities
1: yeah well said for sure well said we we were we actually just started the show recapping all the fun things about the the parade uh yesterday and then at about 2 15 it, it changed in a hurry and we go from being happy to now all of a sudden it's very serious and guys that we normally joke with it's we, we can't create jokes it's hard to move on and even though it's been 26 hours since it's happened we're still sitting here and Still trying to decipher what just happened in Kansas City. You, you brought up the, the first responders. I think that's the other thing, too, right? We talk about the veterans being a part Absolutely. of this and helping helping out veterans. But, you know, the first responders is also the other side of things that maybe we don't talk about enough here for Cars for Heroes.
3: Well, we do. And the first responders, the police, the firefighters, the EMTs, don't get a lot of recognition. Typically, they're all people who are working and making enough money to handle a car. But occasionally we run into a situation. We had one that uh, was a, uh, uh, a a firefighter whose daughter uh, had uh, was confined to a wheelchair, and they didn't have the capacity to get her around, and we ended up giving him a, a van with a wheelchair lift. So there's other things we do. But uh, you'd be surprised how many first responders apply for it with us. Um, and it's, it's not typically because, you know, we give cars to people. Not specifically just because they can't afford it. I mean, maybe they need something like a a van with a wheelchair lift. That they, you know, these these things are sixty thousand dollars brand new, and and they don't have the money to do something like that. We don't typically give something like that away, but maybe we have a ten thousand dollar van as far as value, and uh, but it it gets them where they need to go or helps them in some other ways. But uh, you know, without exaggerating at all. Uh, I have to go through my emails all day long, and uh, probably between 60 and 75 applications every day is what we get. And unfortunately, we're not getting the donations we've been getting in the past, and I don't think people have got less generous or people don't care about our first responders or military people. I think things are just very tough out there right now, and hopefully our our administrations can get it straightened out and get people back to... uh, living a little better lives because the the struggles are there. But uh, I know the people in the Midwest, and they're very giving people, and we're just not getting as many donations as we used to in the past. So hope somebody straightens things out and gets us some more donations so that we can can help these people because there's a lot of people out there hurting.
1: No doubt. Terry, thank you so much for your time, as always. We'll talk to you again soon. Okay, sounds great. Thanks. Terry Franz with Cars for Heroes, brought to you by SuperPools. Go to cars, the number for heroes.org, to donate today. That does it for us today. For producer Jack Johnson, I'm Pat Strothman saying so long, Wichita. You have a great night. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 2 o'clock right here on Wichita's Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Wichita's
0: new sports leader, ESPN Wichita. FM, KKGQ, Newton.